Welcome to Zion Impact Ministries, the local assembly of the Kingdom Community of Believers. As you listen to this message, we pray that God establishes the governing influence of Christ Jesus in your life through fellowship and the manifestations of the Holy Spirit. That's a word for us. I believe that every time we gather, the Holy Spirit wants to reach into our hearts and order our steps. I believe so strongly that the Holy Spirit, every time we gather like this, the Holy Spirit wants to, to visit us in a spectacular way and realign us. Keep us in the perfection of His will. Hallelujah. I want us to be intentional about this moment. I don't want it to be like, oh, let's say we, Sunday we have to come to church. Okay, Sunday, 9 o'clock. It's time to come to church. So I've come to church. Okay, it's closed. I've gone home. No. We would miss it if we have that mindset. Hallelujah. I believe strongly that every time we gather as a church, God wants to visit us. But it depends on us if we are willing to allow him to visit us in the service. So every time, as, I'm, as I was sitting here, I was just praying and asking the master that find us worthy. Visit us one more time. Speak to us. Transform our mindset. Draw us closer to you. That's my heartbeat. And that's all I was praying when, 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 when I was sitting there. That Father, find us worthy. Draw me closer to you. I want, I want to leave here refreshed. Myself included. Yeah. Yeah. And I want that to be the heartbeat of us. Every time we gather, come on, lift up your hand, lift up your heart to the master. Say, Father, I need you desperately. I need you desperately. I need you more than life itself. I need you desperately. I need you more than life itself. Visit me in a spectacular way, Lord. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Ropa Vadolodoko Vera de Briacadabashabron Tepe de Briacaliando Seven. My master, I need you desperately. 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 Lord, sweet Holy Spirit, I need you desperately. I need you desperately. May I not leave here the same. May I not leave you the same. May I not leave you the same. Rapando no botuam balalaba shop lere de batiande. May I not leave you the same. I need you desperately. Sweet Holy Spirit. Sweet Holy Spirit. May I not leave you the same. Rapando la doka lere de plene de kabalalaba duanda da bashabadas. Le kempende de pemplere de batiando lo glory de kapliano lo versante. Come on, come on, come on. Speak to your master. Speak to your Lord. Speak to God. Speak to Jesus. The mediator of the new covenant. Speak to him. Speak to him. Speak to him. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. This moment is for you. This moment is for you. This moment is for you. Come on, lift up your voice. Ask him to, 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 to increase your desire for him. Ask him to increase your desire for him. Come on, come on, come on. This moment is for you. Whisper to the master and say, Father, may this heart be truly yours. May this heart be truly yours. May this heart be truly yours. Find me worthy. 
find me worthy. If there's anything in me that limits me from having a relationship with you, take it away, sweet spirit of the living God. Come on, come on. Lift it up to the master. I know, you know that your week went some way. For some of us, some of our weeks went some way. This is a time to rededicate your heart back to the master. It could have been better. Rededicate your heart to the master and ask him, Father, I submit my ways to you. I submit my ways to you. Guide me, Lord, that daughter, Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. This moment is for you. Le mom le rene batial le rene kapali adopa shopa duada la bababa. In the name of Jesus, Amen, Amen. I want us to pray some prayer topics and then we'll take our seats and then we'll listen to the word of God. Hallelujah. How many of us are sure we are excited to be in the house of the Lord? It's a great honor. It's a great honor. I'll just look at the scripture in Psalm 35 from verse 1. For most of you who have been um, joining online and praying, you have, we, we, we have encountered um, this scripture this week. Coming online this week, you might have encountered this scripture. I believe it was on, on Friday evening. The Kingdom Impact Prayers and Apostle lifted the scripture. Um, Psalm 35 from verse 1 and I find it very fascinating. I find it a very fascinating scripture. We're going to read the scripture and pray with it together. Hallelujah. Psalm 35 from verse 1. Can someone read with me please? Adam, can you take a microphone and read with me? Psalm 35 from verse 1. The Bible said that yeah, Adam, please read us. Uh-huh. Plead my cause, O Lord, with those who strive with me. Uh -huh. Fight against those who fight against me. Uh -huh. Take hold of shield and buckle and stand up for my help. Also draw out the spear and stop those who pursue me. Say to my soul, I am your salvation. Uh -huh. Let those be put to shame and brought to dishonor who seek after my life. Uh -huh. Let those be turned back and brought to confusion who plot my head. Hallelujah. Amen. When you're looking at the the topic or the title for this scripture, they said that the Lord avenge the Lord, the avenger of his people. Okay? The Lord, the avenger of his people. And when you look at that scripture, he's just trying to tell you that the Lord the Lord basically avenges his people. He protects his people. He shrouds them from every attack of the enemy. Hallelujah. This prayer topic is a prayer topic that we must pray because we have come to understand that there are certain things that prevent us from walking in the perfection of God's will. Sometimes it's us, but it's also sometimes there are other forces that prevent us from receiving the things that God needs us to receive or from walking where God requires us to walk. So when you look at the beginning, he said, Plead my cause, O Lord, with those who strive with me. It's like with those who fight with me, those who contend with me. 
Hallelujah. So sometimes when you are supposed to be um, uh, enjoying certain benefits, you see that there is something that is preventing you from enjoying the thing. You know? Sometimes you are supposed to receive certain things at a particular point in time, but you see that there is something that is like a barricade. It's like a, a, a block that is preventing you from receiving what God wants to give you at a particular time. You know, sometimes you know in this season that, ah, Father, this thing, I'm supposed to receive it now. But it's like something is preventing you from receiving the thing. And the Bible is teaching us here, that, plead my cause. This is David and he's speaking to the master. He said, plead my cause, O God, with those who strive with me. Let's look at New Living Translation, another translation. And then we can read. A psalm of David, O Lord, oppose those who oppose me. Fight those who fight against me. Fight those who fight against Oppose those who oppose me. Fight those who fight against me. Let's look at um, Amplified. Amplified. Contend, O Lord, with those who contend with me. Fight against those who fight against those who fight against me. Hallelujah. I want us to lift up our voice in the next two minutes. We are crying out to God, our Father, anyone, anywhere that has been sent to oppose me, as I fulfill the perfection of your will, Father, by your mercy, contend with them. Fight against those who fight against me. Do you understand that with the prayer topic we are about to pray? It's too important. God wants to give us so many things. There are two things that fight the, the perfection of God to ourselves, number one, and number two, other containers. Today, we are dealing with those who are fighting together. We'll, uh, we'll deal with the one that is ourselves. We'll deal, we'll deal with it when we are reading the word of God. And, and, and listen to the word of God today. Hallelujah. Two things that fights us from receiving from God. Number one, ourselves. We, we are number one. We prevent God from blessing us. Number two, they are contenders. They are people who are opposing us. Uh-huh. But to this, this prayer topic, we are dealing with those who are opposing us. We'll, we'll, we'll fix the rest. <laughs> Hallelujah. Verse two, he said, take hold of shield and buckler and stand up for my help. So, so, the, 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 if you watch the kingdom movies, you see that a shield is very big. So you can actually hide behind your shield. But Bakla is a small one. It's, you put it in your, on your wrist. And when you run, like when somebody wants to hit you, then you lift it. That's what the Bakla is. You get it? So God is basically trying to... David is just trying to let the people understand the context of how God protects his people. So when the enemy is firing very big things... If there is a, 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 a like arrows that are being sprung, the shield will, will, will do that work. But when someone is waiting at you and is trying to hit you, the shield is too big to do that. That's why you need a buckler. So for whichever way that the enemy wants to fight and oppose, oppose you, God is teaching us here that he has a way, a solution for it. I understand what I'm saying. He's letting us understand that there is a solution for any attack that comes to you. It can be the enemy trying to fight you from your bloodline it can be the enemy trying to fight you with certain things that you are struggling with. God is just trying to let us know that for everything that we are dealing with, he has a solution for it. The topic, as I mentioned earlier on, the topic for this scripture was that the Lord, he avenges his people. His people. So the question is, are we his people? We are his people, right? We are all representatives of the kingdom. So that means that God has a, a responsibility to avenge us. It's his responsibility to avenge us. If he said it, we believe it. He said it, so we believe it. Take hold of shield and buckler, small shield, uh-huh, and stand up for my help. Go to three. Verse three. Draw also the spear and javelin to meet those who pursue me. 
Say to my soul, I am your salvation. We are lifting up our voice in the next five minutes. We are crying out to God that anyone who has been sent anywhere, whether our bloodline, anywhere, anywhere, whether at our office, anywhere, we are crying out to God, our Father, fight on our behalf so that we can truly walk in the perfection of your will, so that we can truly walk in divine guidance. Come on, let's lift up our lift up, lift up our voice. Father Lord God, in the name of Jesus, I join my heart, O Lord God, with the word of God which you have given to us today. And we cry out to you in the name of Jesus. Anyone said, O Lord God, to oppose us. We are praying in the name of Jesus Christ, O Lord God, for your vindication. For your vindication. For your vindication. Spirit of the living God, plunge us out of every plot of the enemy. Anything that the enemy might be doing to oppose us. We pray in the name of Jesus that you rescue us. In the name of Jesus. Every direction that has been dialogued against the church, we cry out to you collectively. The Lord, we pray, O Lord, for your vindication. Rapture us out of every plot of the enemy. We stand in the name of Jesus. Ah, that every plot of the enemy sent to oppose your vision to oppose us as we walk all over God in divine guidance. Father, let it be blotted out. Any desire, anything that the enemy has sought to prevent us from wanting to spend time with you, to prevent us from wanting to, 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 to be obedient to your voice. We cry out to you, Lord. We cry out to you, Lord. Father, let it out of our way. Take it out of our way. We cry out for your javelin. Let it be shut, the Lord, behind us as we pursue you. In the name of Jesus, anything, Lord, Anything, Lord, that the enemy might be doing to prevent us from walking the perfection of your will, for that take it out of our way, any form of distraction, that the enemy might be sent our way to keep us out of guidance, divine guidance. We pray for your mercy as we are clear, Lord God, in this place in one accord. We cry out to you. The Bible teaches that as a result of men standing in one accord, they receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Lord, we pray in the name of Jesus as we are standing here in one accord. Anything said to Lord God to oppose us. Anything said to Lord God to oppose your vision. Take it away from us. Anything that we said to cause us to be weakened in our bodies, in our minds, in our emotions. Father, Lord God, blot it out. Blot it out so that we can accomplish the perfection of your will, Lord. Lord, we cry out to you. We use this opportunity to pray for our parents, to pray for our guardians. That Father, anything that the enemy might be doing to prevent them from enjoying for the things that you have given to them, Lord, in this season. Let it be blotted out. Take it away. Take it away. Take it away. Take it away in the name of Jesus. Contend, O Lord, with those who contend with us. Fight against those who fight against us. In the name of Jesus. 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 Repel the upper level. To go to shoot the buckler. And stand up for our help, Lord. We ask for your help. We ask for your help, Lord. Who else can we run to pursue? Spirit to the living God, we run to you, Lord. Rabbi, 
Rapo lavariata parada bada for most of us here, we know we, we we have this desire to do certain things, but it's like something is keeps pulling us back. Yeah, we have a desire to want to spend more time with God, but it's like something is pulling us back. They are contenders. We have a desire to to learn more, but something is pulling us. Like we going to sit behind a book instead of us learning, we are sleeping. You know, so many other things like distractions, things that are affecting your emotions, things that makes you feel insufficient. I'm speaking as I'm hearing. This that makes makes you feel insufficient. Like you you don't you, you don't deserve this, you know. So all these things they, they prevent you from walking the perfection of God's will for your life. They are contenders. You must pray this prayer. Contend, O Lord, with those who contend with me. Not necessarily talking about human beings. We are talking about things that are that have been set because of the way the world is, as a result of the fall of man. The things that have been set to prevent me from enjoying the the benefits of God. They are contenders. So we are crying. Anything that contends against us, Father, blot it out. Fight against all the things that fight against me in my mind, in my emotions, in my heart. Things that makes me feel insufficient. Things that causes me to worry. Things that causes me to fear. Things that causes me to be afraid. Things that causes me to, to, to feel like I don't deserve this blessing. Father, contend against it. Fight against it. That's what the scripture is telling us. Not necessarily talking about human beings. I understand what I'm saying. Insufficiency is like. Hallelujah. I want us to really, really pray with this prayer. Philippians chapter 2 from verse 5. It is a scripture that we read, the foundational scripture that we read last week. We'll remain, we'll keep this as our foundational scripture. Can we all be upstanding as we read the scripture? Then we'll take our seats. Philippians chapter 2 from verse 5. The Bible says, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, did not consider it appropriate to be equal with God. But he made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bond servant and coming in the likeness of men. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Therefore, God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every other name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of those in heaven and of those on the earth and of those under the earth. That every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Spirit of the living God, thank you for this gathering. We are so privileged that we have a Sunday to meet as a family. A kingdom family of love. In this particular Mount Dunamis Mount where we are encountering the power of love, we are grateful for your provision. We are grateful that you allowed the sun to come out this morning. If we woke up this morning and it's 7 o'clock and we didn't see the sun, we would have seen that there is something wrong. But by God's mercy, this morning you also gave us the privilege of the sun. So that for some of us who woke up early this morning to wash, we were able to wash a hang of things on the line so that the sun will dry it. We are grateful. Spirit of the living God, where will we be without you? 
Spirit of the living God, where, how, how will we be able to, to move without you? Spirit of the living God, there are other people who are lying on the bed who can't move, but you found us worthy and you gave us another shot at life. Spirit of the living God, we are grateful. Where else will we go to? Who else will we run to but you? But Spirit of the living God, we come from the place of gratitude. Our hearts are full of gratitude. And as we have gathered today, this morning, in this service, we pray that you will speak to us. Take away every mindset that opposes us and prevents us from having a, 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 a good relationship with you. Take away anything that, that opposes, opposes everything that you have given to us in this season. Sweet spirit of the living God, we, we have nowhere else to go to. No, we have nowhere else to run to but you, our guide. Continue to guide us into the perfection of your will. And we pray in the name of Jesus Christ that Father Lord God cause our eyes to be open, cause our ears to be open spiritually and physically so that we can behold the wonders of your grace. And Father Lord God, we pray that as these words come to us, transform our hearts. And I also pray that let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O oh Lord, my strength and my redeemer. I pray that as these words that you have given to us come to us, transform our hearts draw us closer to you renew our minds and cause us to truly be representatives of the kingdom that you have called us to be representatives of in the name of jesus amen, amen. you can take your seat and as you take your seat i want us to be quiet we will be receiving the word in a bit but i want us to be quiet I want us to place our hands on our heart. And sing this song with me. For you are great. You do miracles so great. There is no one else like you. There is no one else like you, for you are great. You do miracles so great. There is no one else like you. There is no home, there is no one else like you. For you are great, you do miracles so great, there is no one else like you. There is no one else like you, for you are great, you do miracles so great. There is no one else like you. There is no home. There is no one else like you. You deserve the glory and the honor. Lord, we lift our hearts in worship as we bless your holy name 
you deserve the glory and the honor Lord I lift my voice in worship as I bless your holy name for you are great you do miracles so great there is no one else like you there is no one else like you for you are great you do miracles so great there is no one else like you oh there is no one else like you clap offering to the master Amen. I want to welcome you once more to this morning service welcome to Zion Impact Ministries do not miss mount and I pray that by the power of the Holy Spirit we will be transformed and the word will draw us closer to him and whatever the master wants to give to us in this service it will not pass us by hallelujah how many of us believe that every Sunday God wants to give us something? How many of us believe that every time we gather, He wants to deposit something in our hearts so that we can run with for the rest of the week and actually run with for the rest of our lives? Yeah, I believe it strongly and I'm so grateful that we always have a privilege of gathering. The Bible teaches us that we should not forsake the gathering of the brethren. And we gather for God and we gather so that God can constantly guide us constantly refresh us and constantly keep us in the perfection of his will hallelujah as we rightfully know this is our month of divine guidance and soul winning and for those who gathered yesterday we had an awesome time going out for soul winning 
Hallelujah. Um, I, Mr. T was sharing an encounter that he, uh, he had with a, a certain Muslim guy. And you could see, it's very interesting. And I pray that by God's mercy, we would always want to talk to people about Jesus. It's something I've been telling Theophilus that he must be intentional about whoever he speaks to. Make sure you mention God. Make sure you talk about Jesus. You never know how God would use you as a, as a vessel to speak to the person. Hallelujah. I want us to always have that heartbeat of being intentional about speaking to people about Jesus. Hallelujah. If we say we truly, as, as Apostle has always been saying, when you go to a watch joint and you enjoy the watch, you want me to tell your friend, Charlie, you go to that watch before. The watch, the jump, keke. Or if you like fufu, and then maybe they do the, 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 the light soup. Ah, too much. When you drink the light soup, you see that there is medicine in it. <laughs> you go and tell your friends, and look, there's this fufu that I went to eat, and I loved it. I want us to have that same heartbeat, have that same approach when we are talking to people about Jesus. Let's be intentional. It's a month of sowing. And as we have been learning this week, we spent a lot of time learning a lot about it. And I hope that we, well, we listened to the sermon that Reverend Delati taught about sowing it. How many of us were able to listen to it? Hey, people of God, it's well. I pray, I pray that by the power of the Holy Spirit this week, whatever we are asked to listen to, we'd listen to it. Okay? Last week, by God's mercy, we learned about divine guidance. To the land of plenty by humility. This is the second episode. What are we calling it? Um, chapter 2 or what? Part 2. <laughs> Divine guidance to the land of plenty by humility. Part 2. And last week we gave a definition. I don't know if you guys still have it, Yoku. Um, and we called, we, 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 the definition for humility is that humility is a kingdom principle that Jesus, the king of the kingdom's life taught it showed us to submit our will to put others first before ourselves to think of ourselves less and be intentional about relying on the holy spirit in every aspect of our lives and the scripture that we, we read was philippians chapter 2 from verse 5 to 11 and i spent time teaching about this scripture about the importance of this scripture and about the fact that we have the disposition the disposition to reflect jesus that everything that he did we are supposed to live it like that. We are supposed to live in that way. Everything that he represented, we are supposed to live in that way. And I don't know if you remember last week, I asked you that if you met a small boy who's, who insulted you, maybe you didn't even do anything, and he insulted you, how would you respond? And the hopefully everybody would say, hey, hey, hey. and I want you to even think about it now. And I'm hoping that by God's mercy, as the week has gone by, we have... This is, our mind is changing. That's what the word does. And that's why the script, that's why the scriptures are too important. It changes your mind. How many of us still sitting here, seated here, that if a small boy walks to you and insults you, maybe some boy you don't even know. In fact, a boy you know, a small boy that you know. So picture any small boy that you know. And then he walked to you and said, Makafu, your head is too big. You feel so offended and angry. You know? But last week we learned that the attribute of Jesus from the place of humility was that he was not offended by anything. He was not offended by, 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 by things like, no. Because of his place as humble, 
the perfect example of humility. That when a small boy insulted him, he was not, he was not offended. If a small boy insulted him, he would not be offended. And that's what we saw on the cross when he was about to, um, to be crucified. When people spat in his face, we saw that he didn't, he didn't call down fire upon them. He could have, but he decided not to. That place of humility too important. Today, we are going to be learning on how to become more humble. Hallelujah. Because we have come to understand that humility is the place of not regarding of ourselves and just purposely following and relying on the Holy Spirit. And that's why it's too important that we walk in humility so that we can constantly be, be guided by the Holy Spirit. So that we can constantly walk in divine guidance. Hallelujah. So number one, how to become more humble by allowing him to guide us. By God's mercy, we have have constantly learned about allowing God to guide us. Can you you play the thing that I ask you to play, please? So that you can sit down and you you can also relax. We have constantly learned about guidance. And by God's mercy, the month, the previous month, we have we have been learning about the importance of guidance, and I've been talking about manifest the series. And I, I th- every time I talk about, it, I see that people go and watch it. Uh, it, it, it gives you an, an understanding, a, a pictorial understanding of of following God. Hallelujah! And we've we've learned about it. I just want to highlight it a little. John chapter ten, from verse twenty-seven, and the Bible says that my sheep they hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. John chapter 10 from verse 27. And this scripture, I want us to really, really meditate on it. It said, my sheep, they hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. And last month, by God's mercy, I gave you a, 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 a story of how when I saw a, a shepherd lead his flock to, to, the, to, to plenty, the, the cattle was, were, were able to enjoy the pasture. The, they were able to enjoy plenty pasture, plenty food. Because they were following the shepherd. The importance of them being guided by the shepherd and he led them to a land of plenty. It's the same principle for us if we are constantly crying out to God to allow us to be submissive so that he can guide us. Constantly, deliberately, everything that we are doing, any decision that we want to make, we are intentional about asking God to guide us. It's an attribute of humility. And I know by God's message, last week we looked at the scripture, I think it's James chapter 4 verse 6, where the Bible teaches that God, he opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. So one attribute by which we can make sure that God does not oppose us, God does not fight us, God does not, uh, what's the English word of oppose? What's the synonym for oppose? Let's go. Anta, hey, Charlie, it's too heavy. Antagonize, yeah, yeah, sododo. Oppose. Pardon? Hinder, prevent, and the Bible is teaching us that those who are proud, God, he prevents them. And that's why when we were praying the prayer, I was saying that there are two things that fights us from working. Number one is us. The number two, it can be other, other forces. But I want us to, at this point of time, I want us to focus on the things that prevent us from working divine guidance. The things that fight us from working and being humble so that God can constantly guide us. Hallelujah. The Bible said that my sheep, they hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. I know them and they follow me. And this is one attribute of being humble and allowing God to lead us. When we look at John chapter 3 from verse 30, the Bible says that he must increase and I must decrease. 
what that means is that you, because you understand that God is the creator of your destiny, the, the, the creator of everything that you will ever enjoy, you are come to understand that I must constantly decrease so that he increases. I must constantly watch him and make sure that he is constantly leading me to the land of plenty. I must be intentional about making sure that everything that I do, I allow God to help me, to guide me. He must increase, but I must decrease. Hallelujah. As, as the word is coming to us, I want us to be finding ways by which we can make sure that we are constantly humble. I want us to be really, really intentional about walking in humility. It would guide, it would, you'd be, you'd be surprised the kind of things you enjoy and some of the things that you would miss. Hallelujah. He must increase, but I must decrease. Another way by which we can become more humble is by being intentional about prayer. And one of the definitions of prayer, I, I read it so many years ago, is prayer is one of the greatest forms of humility. Why? Because you are praying to somebody you can't you can see. For some of us, you may never see Jesus Christ till you meet him face to face. For some of you, you may never you may never know how he looks like till you meet him face to face. But one of the greatest forms of humility is prayer, relying on God from the place of praying. Because you know that you are insufficient of yourself, you are intentional about praying about everything. And that's why I love what Adam was saying when he was leading prayer, that he was reading his book. He, he just felt like, you know, let me just leave what, what I'm doing. Let me just go and start walking. His mind was all over the place and he started to pray. And as he started to pray, immediately he saw that the burden was taken away from him. He must increase and I must decrease. And one way by which we can constantly decrease is by being intentional about prayer. About praying when it does not make sense. About praying when it makes sense. About praying when, 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 when we need certain answers concerning certain things in our lives. About praying into the future concerning certain things. And I, for those who are around me, I was having a conversation with Evan last week and he asked me a very interesting question uh, about, about marriage and, and about how um, do, do, we, do we encounter... He mentioned something about, about like fights, like how do we deal with fights. And one of the things that came to my mind was that before we got married in 2018, the Holy Spirit led me into prayers, intentional prayers. And that's something a lot of people miss in their courtship period. That you find everybody, everybody wants to go into gay. This why my girlfriend, me and Jolene. But we don't, we, a lot of us don't spend time praying about the relationship. Spending time praying about certain things that might fight us in marriage because those things will fight. Have you come to see that a lot of, a lot of the things that we have been seeing in scripture, a lot of things that we have been seeing in the things that we even watch. Let's, let's, let's go to the things that we watch. You see that there's a lot of contention facing a lot of things. Let's even use marriage. There's a lot of contention that faces marriage. But I believe strongly that once we always have the disposition of praying, we would always be able to sort out certain things so effortlessly, so easily. Hallelujah. And one of the attributes of, of you, that's why God wants us to really, really highlight this thing. Divine guidance from the place of, divine guidance to the place of plenty by humility. Prayer is one of the greatest forms of humility, people of God. And if we can be intentional about praying about everything, about everything, it will, it will help us. So, 
I remember very well that when God spoke to me about marrying earlier, I think I, I don't, I'd, be, I'd heard certain stories about, you know, marriage is this, marriage is that, and I wanted my marriage to be, be, be beautiful. So I, I asked God, Father, show me the secret. Show me the secret about making my marriage beautiful. And one of the things that he whispered to me is I pray into it. So I started deliberately praying that, Father, help me to be a wise husband. Help me have the, have the heart of patience. Help me not to be selfish in the relationship. Help me not to insult my wife. Help me to never insult my wife. I call her Wee Jimmy. Because there are people who have been doing that say, Kwesi Papa, Wee Jimmy. Kwesi Papa. Mansa Mami. And this full of insult. And those were the prayers that I started to pray as I was preparing for marriage, Theophilus. I was very intentional about praying these prayers. So for some of you, you may be, as God is preparing you for marriage, as God is preparing you for a job, as God is preparing you for an open door, I want us to be intentional about praying into it. Because when you do that, it means that you are allowing God to increase as you decrease. You are allowing God to take control over where you are going to because the Bible teaches us that he, he knows our end even before our beginning. Hallelujah. I want us to be, we, we cannot fix spiritual things physically. Hallelujah. And I remember this reminds me of a story. Um, hmm, how will I even say this story? I love telling stories. In this particular story, I have this auntie. Eh? And by, I always say by God's mercy, something happened and she got married to a, a, an occult, occult grandmaster because she was desperate about marriage. And when she got married to the guy, Tali, it was not easy. Like how you know it will not be easy. Even we who are in church class, sometimes you see the things on your face, that you marry an occult. And there was one day, he, he was tattering her. And there was a lady who was in the house who, because of the things he does, she was also being tattered. So there was this place that he chants, and this is a true story I'm telling you. This is very close. This is a home, a home story. I'm telling you something that happened in my family. It's, this is one is in my house. <laughs> Esther, this one is in my house. I'm not talking about something I watch on TV. This story is in my house. And there was this daily, she was like a help in the house. So she was living with the grandmaster and his wife, my auntie, and my uncle. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He still is. And we will pray for the salvation of his soul. Anyway, so there is this place that he chants. This is T. And the woman was offended by something that he did. So when he left during the day, she gathered urine and went to pour it there because she was angry at him. You know, spiritual things. And she's using a physical way to just to spite him. And the guy didn't say anything. He looked at her like this. He said, he didn't say anything. The following morning when she woke up, she was she had stroke she she couldn't move you know what would have made the situation better is if she had gone to god in prayer that this guy has done this thing to me father take it from my heart or father i pray for the salvation of his soul this guy is a wicked man but i pray that he will, he will meet you that as he's chanting no go 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 then jesus would appear because i've seen in scripture that as paul was sent as an, as an adversary to the, to the church. As he was on his way doing bad, he met Jesus Christ and his life was transformed forever. When he met him, immediately he went to three days fasting. He couldn't even talk. 
He didn't speak to anybody for three days. And he was fasting in prayer. The same way that this guy had an encounter. Father, let this be the story. It would have changed. And a lot of us have come to understand the way by which we handled things. We always want to use fiscal way of dealing with spiritual things. So when something happens, a spirit, then you see a shouting. No, it does not work like that way. The place of humility is a place that you are always constantly submitting everything that you deal with to God. That is humility. Because you know that this, at least one day, I can't do it with my strength. Have you noticed that everything that you do with your strength, you mess it up? Have you noticed? Yeah. Everything that you do with your strength, you do with your understanding, you end up messing it up if you're not too careful. So if you have an argument with somebody, by the time you see, you will mess it up with the things that you say. So it's finding it very difficult to forgive the person. You know? And the person will also find it very difficult to forgive you. Bene, have you had an argument with someone like that and you said that the thing that you said, Charlie, when, you, when your mind came back, you saw that, Charlie, I didn't do well with the thing that I said. Because this, the thing that was a spiritual thing, you didn't handle it from a spiritual point of view. You handled it from a physical point of view. And prayer is one of the things that takes us from that place of reliance on ourselves and, um, and lead us into reliance on the Holy Spirit. Prayer is one of the greatest forms of humility. And from that place where we are constantly praying, God will show us that he can lead us. God will show us that he can guide us. I want us to be people who are intentional about praying about everything. We don't want to use our mind to do anything. Because we are not sufficient of ourselves. We are in school. We are seeing that thing is not going on. But we are praying. Father, help me. Take this prayer out of my Whatever is causing me. Whatever is causing me to be this way. Father, I have seen this attitude in my heart that is not good. I see that I get angry easily. Father, take it away. Father, show me in scripture. I, I, I'm, I'm meditating. Father, I've seen it in the scripture. That Father, Lord God, you have not given me anger. Father, take it away from my heart. Then we are being deliberate about praying these kind of prayers. Hallelujah. One of the greatest forms of humility is prayer. And I want us to be, I know you've been hearing this thing every time, but our lives will be much better if we are intentional about making these prayers and doing these things. Right? Our lives will be much better if we are intentional about prayer. So when we look at James chapter 4 from verse 10, the Bible says that, humble yourself in the sight of God and he will lift you up. Humble yourself in the sights of the Lord and he will lift you up. And I've also come to understand that prayer, as you are praying, as you humble yourself before God, everything that seems bad, like that you don't like in your life, it begins to fry out. Like, by the time you see, you don't even know where it went. Then you, you understand what I'm saying? Like those days, I used to be, a, I used to be very angry. I used to be an angry man. So those who knew me some years ago, I used to be a no-nonsense. Like, I don't tolerate certain things. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll blast you right now. Oh, Evan, I'm lying. Baby, I'm lying. I used to be some guy. But I've seen that God has worked on my heart. Those days, certain things that, hap that happen. Those days, it will not be easy over here. Oh, I'm telling you. But I saw that the time, because I knew this was something that God did not want me to be. God didn't want me to be that way. So I was intentional about praying it. I was intentional about being intentional about letting God fix my life. So that I can be a pleasing aroma 
before him in everything that I do so that he can constantly guide me. Because when your image is transformed to the image of God, it beca- you become light in his presence. So it's very easy for you to, for him to direct you. So it's because, you see, this bottle is empty. So it's very easy for me to pick it up. A child can easily pick up this bottle because this bottle is empty. A baby. If a bottle is full, you may see how you'll be struggling to pick it. Or a bucket. Or one of those big, uh, these things. Barrels. It's very difficult to, to pick it up. Because it's full of itself. It's full of its content. But it's very easy to maybe roll it or push it when it's empty. Very, very, very easy. And that's the same disposition with us. I want us to be empty of ourselves and allow God to fill us. It will be so easy. God can move us anywhere and anyhow. God can guide us to anywhere, any, anyhow he wants to guide us. When we are empty of ourselves, but full of him, but at the same time empty. <laughs> I understand what I'm saying. It's so easy for God, for God to manipulate our lives when we are empty of ourselves. And prayer is one of the ways by which we can deal with anything that is in our hearts that fights us. And that's why when we look at um, Exodus chapter 37, 34, from verse 20 to 29, if I'm not mistaken, the Bible teaches us that when Moses went to pray, his image was transformed. His, his identity was transformed. Exodus chapter 34. 34. 29. Yeah, I was right. 34 29. He said, Now it was so when Moses came down from the Mount of Sinai, and the two two tablets of the testimony were in Moses' hand when he came down from the Mount, that Moses did not know that the skin of his face shone while he talked with them. If you look at another translation, he said that his image was transformed. The one he, he whom he was speaking with, the one whom he was praying with, he was glistering with light. I've met him before. I've seen that glistering thing before. And what's happening is that his face, his image was also glistering with, with light from the place of prayer. So if there's anything in your heart that you know that this one day is not good, spend time praying about it. You will see that you become light so that the master can constantly guide you. People of God, this is a word from the master for all of us. And I'm very intentional about that. If I see there's any iota of, 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 of pride in me, I start praying. Father, if there's any pride in me, take it away. I don't like this thing. I want to be where you are constantly. I'm very intentional about it. When anyone offends me, you see that I'm going to pray. You can ask my wife. I will go in the waiting right now. Because I have come to understand the importance of God leading and guiding me. My heart needs to be, to be free so that I can constantly hear from God. I can constantly be guided by him and I always want to go to God in prayer when I see that my heart is not in the right place. Being intentional about prayer, this is one of the ways by which we can be humble. Another way by which we can be humble and we can allow God to allow us into the land of plenty is by fasting. And this one, a lot of people don't like it. Yesterday I was in the car and I was having a discussion with Mrs. Nikwe and she was saying that... uh, she mentioned there are some two people in her office who like food and when they call fasting for them Charlie Charlie there's this particular lady in the morning she wants to eat umutu you say hey yeah she wants to start her day well you know she wants to eat umutu she wants to eat banku all these things they are telling her she has to break her fast with bread and no 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 it's 
What kind of this is too small? Wants to end Omoto or King some hot banku. And when they mentioned fasting to her, he said that Lalai can never be my portion. But fasting is one of the greatest forms of humility, and another great, another, and one of another another form of of being humble. One way by which you can you can constantly be humble is by being is by constantly fasting, and, it, and it's something that I'm always intentional about. I want us as a church, representatives of the kingdom, to 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 lock these things in our heart that we're not always waiting for people to call fast before we fast, and that's what happens for a lot of churches that they'll wait. Oh. Me, 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 fast me, me, I'm waiting for the pastor to, to call fast before I'll fast. No. When you restrict yourself of food, food is there, it's like you are totally you, you are totally reliant on it. If you don't eat, you see that your body becomes begins to do some way. When you take it away and you are constantly you are focusing, you are meditating on scripture, you are praying, you see that you become light to be able to do certain things, you become light to be able to enjoy certain benefits. And one of the things that, that came to my attention, one of the scriptures that the Holy Spirit whispered to me, is in the book of Jonah, chapter 3, from verse 1 to 10. And the Bible says that now it was so. Adam, can you pick a microphone? Let's, let's read together. Today we'll read together. Jonah chapter 3, from verse 1 to 10. Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah the second time, saying, uh-huh. Arise, go to Nineveh, uh-huh. that great city, and preach to it the message that I tell you. So Jonah arose and went to Nineveh, according to the word of the Lord. Now Nineveh was an exceedingly great city, a three-day journey in extent. And Jonah began to enter the city on the first day's walk. Uh. Then he cried out and said, Yet forty days, and Nineveh shall be overthrown. Uh So the people of Nineveh believed God, Uh proclaimed a fast, Uh and put on sackcloth. From the greatest to the from least. the greatest to the pause. And I want us to look and try and understand this scripture. What was happening was that God had given a word that Nineveh was supposed to he was come to kill them. So he just wanted to give them notes before they say you are wicked. I'm come to tell you, I'm come to kill you. <laughs> and this is what God was, was doing. He told he sent Jonah to go and tell them that look, I'm coming to it's like we as we are sitting here in Adabraka, and then maybe there's about to be a, a tsunami. And then God will send uh, maybe Yoku, Yoku, my servant, Yoku, my evangelist. Yoku, as you go to Adabraka and you see the people who are gathered and do not miss mouth, tell them that there's going to be a tsunami. So they should, they should be ready. And what happened in this scripture that it's like a word casting. God said he was going to do it and it was going to happen. But the Bible is teaching us here that when the people of Nineveh heard it, they proclaimed the fast and put on sackcloth from the greatest to the least of them. They humbled themselves before God because they knew that, Charlie, if I'm not careful, I'll, 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 lose, I'll lose everything. Let's continue. Six. Then the word came to the king of Nineveh, and he arose from his throne and laid aside his robe, covered himself with sackcloth and sat in ashes. Uh-huh. And he caused it to be proclaimed and published throughout Nineveh. By the decree of the king and his nobles, saying, Let neither man nor beast, head nor flock, taste anything. Do not let them eat Do not or eat. drink water. Just like he's fasting, he's making all their cattle fast. <laughs> Everybody was fasting. Doggo, cow, mosquito, everybody was fasting. What? 
He said, let neither man nor beast, head nor flock, taste anything. Do not let them eat or drink water. Uh, eight. But let man and beast be covered with sackcloth. Even the beasts, where they went to find sackcloth and put on them. <laughs> Cry mightily to God. Yes, let everyone turn from his evil way uh-huh. and from the violence that is in his hands. Yeah. Who can tell if God would turn and relent uh-huh. and turn away from his fierce anger so that we may not so perish? So that we may not perish. Ten. Then God saw their works, that they turned from their evil way, and God relented from the disaster that he had said he would bring upon them. And he did not, not do it. So fasting is one of the greatest forms of humility. The Bible says God, he opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. The people of Nineveh understood this principle. They understood that there is a way by which we can change God's mind. If anybody tells that God doesn't change his mind, it's not true. If you look at New Living Translation, the end of it, it says that when God, he changed his mind. He changed his mind, very good, and did not carry out the distraction he had threatened. Just by fasting. God changed his mind though. Because the people understood that I must humble myself so that God would do this bidding for me. And one of the greatest forms, why we are humbling ourselves from the place of fasting. And of course, we saw it in prayer. I like how you've highlighted it. Yeah, changed his mind. He changed his mind and he did not carry out the distraction he had threatened just from the place of fasting. I want us as believers, fasting is one of the things that we must do. I don't want you to, if you are sitting here thinking that, oh, this one there, your software is not talking to me, I beg you, it's you I'm talking to. <laughs> if there are certain things in your life that you are, you are, you, you, you want to get rid of, add fasting to it and be intentional about praying the, the topics. Not that you said that you, you, you are just hungry, no. And you will not eat. That's starvation. It's a difference. But that you are, you are taking yourself off food by your brain with scripture. And that's something I was teaching when one of you here. That when you are fasting, you are praying with the word. I don't know what is happening in your family. I don't know what is happening around you. Things that you don't like in your life. Things that, that you don't like around you. Add fasting and prayer. But be intentional about the topic that you are praying with. If it's about, uh, for me, impatience, then you, look, you begin to start doing a, a, a Bible plan about impatience. And you are reading scripture, you are praying, Father, whatever you read, and you are crying out to God, that Father, take this thing out of my life. I want to be patient. I want to, I want to, I want to be patient before you. As you constantly do, the Bible says that, and God, he will turn, you will take that thing from you. It not necessarily change, but he wants you to be patient. But I want you to understand the principle. That's why we read the scripture. That people that he had destined for them to die, the judgment was that they were supposed to die. But they were able to change his mind from the place of fasting and prayer. Then how much more us who God knows that this thing, he doesn't like it in your life. And then you are praying and fasting about it. Master, the thing, you, don't, you don't even know where it went to. I don't know when, I, when, I, when, I, when anger left me. I don't know when anger left me. I'm telling you. I, where I grew up from, anger is like, you have to be angry. If you're not angry and you are weak. Yeah. Yeah. And by God's mercy, um, over the week, myself and Zion we were arrested. They put us behind behind counter back. Hey. Oh, sure. I'm lying, I'm lying. <laughs> <laughs> A policeman stopped us and I was I was pleading mercy because Zion and I we were driving and the conversation was very sweet. So Zion didn't see the red lights. And then we crawled. But when because Zion is becoming a very good guy. 
when he saw he had crossed the light, instead of continuing, he stopped. I understand what I'm saying. You can cross red light and continue going. The police and we would have the police didn't see us. Nobody saw us. But he decided that I want, I'm go, I'm becoming God is working on my heart. So he stopped. And when he stopped, the, the policeman was, ah, what's happening? Why the guy stop? Then he reasoned, ah, he stopped because maybe he had crossed red light. So he ran to us and he said, he took us to the police station. So when we got to the police and the guys were harassing us, I mean, you know how they do their things. But we didn't know, we don't, you know already. Yeah. Arrest me. If I plead for mercy, you don't have mercy on me, you arrest me. So we were pleading, we're pleading, we're pleading. We're asking God, we're asking the guy that, let us go. Please let us go. He was not minding us. And then we were pleading. I was just remembering, if it was those days, it would have been something else over there. And what happened was that actually while we were pleading, there was another guy who was brought to the police station. And the guy, he was angry. Like, they were about to fight. I'm telling you. And you know what happened? They let him go. Can you believe it? The guy didn't spend he didn't spend 30 minutes there. How long? It's like 10 minutes. He did go, 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 go. Hey, you know me. Me talk my policeman. Go, 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 go. And then they let him go with your call, call, call with your nonsense. But as we were begging, have mercy. He told me that don't don't beg. Men don't beg. Bear my, he said it's in tree. And I just I asked that way. As where? You don't beg. Why? You don't beg. You don't men don't ask for mercy. You know? I was remembering if it was me those days, it would have been something else. You see, sometimes as you do the, these principles, fasting, prayer, you don't even know where that, that, that foolishness left. For some of us, over the years, we've seen that we have done so many things. Just by some of these principles, just by us humbling ourselves, we see that God will begin to work on us so that He and then He can direct us and then He can guide us. I want us to be intentional about it people of God, represents us to the kingdom of God. This is a kingdom principle and God wants us to be humble. Even though we, had, we, we might, might have stayed longer, we spent almost three hours at that place, just pleading. And they were testing, they processed us, they went, we went all the way to the guy who processed us. You know? And the guy who came to do book, 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 book. but we, we, we have a higher standard to report to. We are, we are in the kingdom. We are not necessarily reporting to men. But because we want to report, give a good report to God, we want to make sure that we are, we are really, really representing him. That we are really, really Imagine if I were to, then, I would, then I'm singing or, uh, singing or he sees that, the, he will see me on, 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 on YouTube. He said, ah, you know, with this guy, where they come, the way they do, go, go, go. He said, okay, stop it, Christian. You see, then you say, I won't go to church again. You know, do you understand what I'm saying? We have a higher standard to report to. When we are kingdom minded, everything that we do, we are intentional about it. Because we know that we have a higher standard to report to. We are so intentional about how we do certain things. Because we know, for some of us who are seated, I remember those days, I used to be praying. I was praying that God work on my anger. But when I come outside, my brother would do something and I would insult him. And I would, I would like, it used to be so some way. Then you would tell me that you, you that you went to pray three hours, you that you went to pray, look at what you are doing. <laughs> you know? But I saw that the more I did it, I, I don't know when my image changed. I don't know where anger went to. 
You know, I started being intentional about fasting. I started being intentional about praying. And for some of us who are seated here, as I was the example I was giving, we come to church, we do all these things, but all of a sudden, we still see that there are certain, there are certain things that are, and the people will look at us and say that you are you a Christian? Are you sure? We are sure. Say we we sorry. You know, but God wants us to be intentional about humility from the place of fasting. Humility. We have spoken about allowing God to guide us. We have spoken about being intentional about prayer. We have also spoken about fasting and prayer. And I just want to look at look look. I just want us to look at the last scripture about fasting, and then we would wrap up. First Samuel chapter seven from verse three to eleven, and the Bible says, "Then Samuel spoke to all the house of Israel, saying, If you return to the Lord with all your heart, and put away your foreign gods, and the Ashtoreth." from among you is a God and prepare your hearts for the Lord and serve him only and he will deliver you from the hand of the Philistine so just talking about submission talking about fasting and as a result of the fasting he would separate you from these things hallelujah one of the last things that I want us to look at are the signs that we are not divinely guided because we are proud so the signs that shows that we are proud and because of that we are not divinely guided by God number one we do not easily forgive. This is a sign that we, ha- we have pride, pride issues. This is a sign that there's pride lingering in our hearts and because of this, we are unable to be guided by God. We do not forgive easily. Hallelujah. Do, do we have some witnesses in this house? Do we have people who don't forgive easily? See, yeah, sometimes, I mean myself, sometimes when someone does something to me, you know, if it doesn't take the hand of God, it can turn to something else, you know. But I came to understand as I was brooding, I was preparing today's um, teaching. As the master was speaking to me, he whispered to me, one attribute of pride that prevents people from walking in humility is that they don't they don't forgive easily. They struggle to forgive. But I want us to look at these scriptures. And if you are here and you know you struggle to forgive, this is one of the things that you can you can begin to pray with. When we look at sorry. You know, uh-huh. Matthew chapter 6, from 14 to 15. The Bible says that for if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your father forgive your trespasses. And when looking at just looking at this scripture, it just brings to my mind the things that we do against God. They are innumerable, but God, in his infinite wisdom, forgives us every time we run back to him. For some, some people, they'll say that you, this particular thing, you are constantly doing it, so I won't forgive you because you are not truly sorry about it. Yeah. But there are certain things in our heart that we constantly do to God. But He's constantly forgiving us and helping us. There's certain things that we constantly do to God. We too, we are constantly doing it to God. Yeah. But God does not say that we are, uh, because we repeat it, we are not truly sorry, so He won't forgive us. And that's why this scripture is so important. I want us to change our mind. That truly, truly, there are certain things that we may be going, maybe the person that you are in a relationship with or the person who you may have, might have encountered, whatever, in your classroom, something. He might be doing something coherently. Maybe he, he's really struggling with the thing. It's like an impulse to, to do that thing. Cut him some slack and remember the scripture. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither would your father forgive your trespasses. 16. Hey, sorry, it was 14, 
14, yeah, 14. So, for if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. Then 15. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. I want us to look at another scripture in Luke. Luke chapter 17 from verse 3. And the Bible says that, Take heed to yourself. If your, brothers, your brother sins against you, rebuke him. And if he repents, forgive him. And if he sins against you seven times in a day, and seven times in a day returns to say, I repent, you shall forgive him. One of the things that fights our humility and makes us proud is when we don't have the heart to forgive people. And for some of us, if someone's here, there's something that your parent has done that you are struggling to forgive the person with. Your parent, I don't know whether it's your mother, I don't know. But you are struggling, that's something I'm, I'm sensing strongly, that you are struggling to forgive them of something that they might have done to you. God wants you to remember the scripture. And if he sins against you seven times in a day, and seven times in a day returns to you saying, I repent, you shall forgive him. You want to ask a question? Ask a question. What if he didn't come to ask? <laughs> so you pray, you pray for him that he'll come and he'll repent. And that's actually the second thing I was going to talk about. One of the great, one of the forms of humility is that when you are quick to apologize when you made a mistake. For some of them, they don't know. Some of them, they are too proud. It's pride. And because of their pride, they don't want to run to apologize. But I want us to always want to do our part. Some of them don't know that they're offended. Yeah, it's true. But the Bible also teaches us that we should not allow offense. We should be quick not to allow offense in our hearts. These are kingdom principles that God wants us to run with. He said that offenses, by all means, they will come. All through whom it, 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 it comes through. And if he sins against you seven times in a day and seven times in a day returns to you, saying, I repent, you shall forgive him. When I was preparing, the master whispered it to me. We must let go. Can we be upstanding? And when he was speaking to me, I, I'm always the first. When God gives a message, I, it's my word first. My word first. Last week when we were talking about humility and 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 and, and um being being lowly. Someone almost annoyed me with the person was saying certain things and what he was saying, he didn't have backing or he didn't have an understanding of what he was saying. He didn't have knowledge of what he was saying. So I was getting angry and the Holy Spirit whispered to me, this thing is pride. <laughs> I was getting angry and, I, and it's, I, I whispered to me, this thing that you are doing is pride. Listen to what, he, what he's saying. There might be something else that he will say in addition to what you already know that can help you. So when I, I heard the whisper in my spirit, I said, you know what? Let me change my disposition. And I was intentional. I just started listening to whatever he was saying that I already know. And it helped me. So every time a word comes, I always say it comes to me first. And it makes me want to be intentional about being, in, being for, uh, forgiven. It made me want to be intentional about a quick, be, being quick to apologize when I do something that offends the people around me. My wife, anyone. There was one of my friends, and uh, he came to us. He was telling us that we had done something to him, my wife and I. That we, something that we said that offended him. 
and we didn't know we had offended him. Immediately we said we are sorry. You know, because this is something that we learned in scripture. Being quick to apologize and also being quick to forgive. And I'm praying in the name of Jesus God, that no matter wherever I reach in my life, I will not be too big to, to apologize to anyone. It can, the person can be as small, even if I, when I become a father and I offend my children, I must be quick to say I'm sorry. Some of our parents, they don't like saying sorry. Daddy and mommy, we are sorry. You don't like saying sorry. Yeah. When you know that you have done something that has hurt us, you just come and tata us with certain things, you know? Like what? In Penny, they was. And elder doesn't offend it. That's what, I don't know who tells them that, but it's well. It don't be anything. We are learning. We have a praise. We, we have a, a higher order to report to. We have a higher order. Mrs. As you see it again, so are you, what is it? Pardon. <laughs> No, but it's true. This is biblical. It's Bible I'm talking about. This is I'm not saying it's, it's Bible I'm talking. Yeah, and I want to grow up having this scripture at the back of my mind. I want to offend my children. I must be quick to apologize. You know what? This is not done to you. I'm sorry. I didn't mean it. You, I'm sorry. Forgive me. You know, it doesn't make it. It, 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 it makes me more humble. I, I think it will make them respect me even more. Like, okay, daddy, you act. Oh, daddy also makes makes mistakes. You know. These are principles of the kingdom that we shall never, we should never ignore. And if he sins against you seven times in a day, and seven times in a day returns to you saying, "I repent," you shall forgive him. And me too, being intentional about apologizing when I know that I've erred, not brushing it with the toys and. Oh yeah, I've told myself that my children, I'll be very intentional about teaching them these things. And when you teach, when we teach them these things, they'll, it'll be so easy to forgive so easy to let go. If you are here, your boss has been annoying you. Your boss has been doing certain things as if he's opposing you. Please forgive him. Please forgive her. I beg you, forgive them and pray for them. Do I have somebody like that? Here. That your boss? Who said yes? The light was on you, Rolf. I'm telling you. You and Makafui. You and Makafui. <laughs> Zion, I hope I'm, I'm, I've not offended you. Yeah. If I offend you, I'll tell you sorry. Yeah. These are principles of the kingdom we can never ignore. I want us to be people who are intentional about humility. When we are humble, we are light. The master can easily guide us. We cannot be guided because we are too full of ourselves. God can't guide us because there are so many things that are preventing us from hearing his voice. But he wants us to be intentional. I don't know what you have heard, but I want you to speak to the master this, this morning. A grace has been released. I know, I'm, I always say, I'm not a prophet. I, I, I'm a friend of God. And, and he talks to me about the things that are worrying us in the church. And I pray. It's not like somebody has come to sit by me and told me that, oh, this is what it is and this is. No, 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 no. He speaks to us. He speaks to me concerning certain things. That he wants us to be intentional about and for this house God wants us to be intentional about humility God wants us to be intentional about the things that opposes us and prevents us from running with speed yeah I want you to speak to the master and 
ask him for grace to allow him to guide us. Ask him for grace to pray. Ask him for grace to fast. Ask him for grace to not be known as somebody who is proud. Ask him for grace to, 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 to forgive easily. Even when the person is doing the thing over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. Ask him for the grace to, to be quick, to be quick to let go, also to be quick to apologize when we know that we have erred. Sincerely apologize. Sincerely apologize. Come on, speak to the master. We are closing. We are closing. Come on, speak to the master. Come on, speak to the master. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Speak to the master. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we can't do without your assistance. Help us to be better representatives of the kingdom. May we be known as humble men. Father, may this, may this, may this, this, this statement or may this identity of humility come upon us today like a cloak. That wherever we go, we'll be known as humble men. For me, I find it very fascinating when people call me humble. Like it makes me happy because it means that they see Jesus in me. I want to be known as a humble man. I don't want to be known for, for my weaknesses. Father, if there's anything lingering in my heart, the things that linger in my heart that prevents me, if it's stubbornness, if it's disobedience, Father, take it away. It, it's, it's a weight in my heart. And Father, I need it out of my heart so that I can walk in humility. Who else can I run to but you, my sweet friend? We in Dunamis Mount, we lift up our hearts to you, asking for your help. So help us. speak to the master secondly I want us to pray if there's anything that is hidden in our hearts that we don't we don't like I want us to pray asking that the Holy Spirit takes it out brings it to our attention and grants us the grace to, 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 to deal with it because the master wants a perfect bride for some of us we are here there's certain things in our hearts we know they are not right Ask him to bring it to light and grant us the grace to deal with it. All of us, including myself. Including myself. Thank you for listening. If you were blessed by this message, share it with someone so they can be blessed too. We look forward to fellowshipping with you next time at Zion Impact Ministries.